for me, I feel like, you know, when you're stripped down from just about all normalcy in life, it's a really revealing time. And I feel like there's been a lot of sin and just kind of um, idols of the heart that have been revealed and just taking that time to process it and, you know, not kind of tuck it under the rug and kind of blame it on this situation, which I feel like could be easy to do, but kind of face it head on and lean into the Lord. Hey, thanks for joining us for this Fresh Faith podcast. My name is Ron Moore. I'm here with Maria Stockman. And Maria, we have a, two great guests today, Allison and Amy. They are extraordinary guests, right? Will you tell us a little bit about these extraordinary guests? It's extraordinary that these two ladies were able to join us on this episode. Um, Allison's a mom of three and Amy's a mom of four, and they have been experiencing unique times like the rest of us in having to um, not only um, be a mom to um, uh, to, to their kids, um, but to, to now become a, a teacher and um, you know, maybe not so much a, a chauffeur driver anymore, but trying to manage schedules and, and all that stuff on top of their, their normal responsibilities. So it was great to hear from, from Allison and Amy on how they've been handling that during this COVID-19, you know, pandemic time. You're going to learn a lot from them today. There's some great, great spiritual uh, lessons that they're going to teach us. And so let's, let's just get to it. Well, Allison and Amy, I appreciate you guys joining us today. And, um, First, I just ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Uh, Allison married to Michael. I got to be involved in that uh, union a few years ago. How long has that been, Allison? Nine years. Yeah, nine years. That's not right. And uh, you've been pretty busy since that time. So tell us about your family. Yeah, so I'm married to my husband, Mike, and we have three kids. We have Emily, who just turned five. Ethan, who is three and a half, and we have our little baby girl, Madeline, who is nine months old. Nine months. Like she was yeah. born yesterday. How's she nine months? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Amy, you and Justin moved in from Texas in your um, Texas Aggies. Yes, we are. Yeah, we actually met at AM. Um, we've been married 15 years this July. And we have four children. Uh, we have Emma, who's 12, Jack is 10, Ellie's 8, and Jace is 6. And um, it's just never been busier around here. So. <laughs> All those are cool names, but tell me about Jace. What's the, what's the story there? Uh, we are probably watching too much Duck Dynasty. <laughs> um, so when I was pregnant with Jace, um, I had just lost a baby, like a pregnancy, about halfway through, and um, we didn't really have a name for that baby. We, my husband and I picked out a name while we were in the hospital, and I, when I found out I was pregnant with Jace, um, it was, you know, just kind of a stressful thing because we had, were just coming out of that uh, loss. Anyway, so my husband and I were on the way home from like an appointment, and um, he said, well, what do you think about the name Jace? And I said, yeah, sure, that sounds good. Because I think I was kind of distancing myself from that pregnancy a little bit. And um, anyway, I went home and I looked up the meaning of the word name, the name Jason, and it said healer. And I just really loved that. And we just went with it. Well, um, you guys 
are busy with three kids, uh, Allison and Amy, four. Yeah, I know that uh, Emily is in the Tender Shepherd Preschool, Allison, when um, our little granddaughter uh, came through here for just a few months, they were in a transition, a move. Uh, I, uh, I got to experience the drop off and pick up. So that was uh, it's an eye opening ex experience for me. Yep. <laughs> Saw you up there. So, so you've been busy anyway with uh, Emily at five and Ethan at three and then Madeline. Um, then this uh, COVID thing hit. Yeah. And talk about kind of life uh covid covid life that you've had to ex that you've experienced as a mom uh with three kids at home yeah i think a lot of it has just been juggling you know the different needs that the kids have um i'm used to being home with the kids kind of day in day out but it's usually broken up with like you said preschool drop-off and pickups and you know a little gymnastics class for my son and you know maddie just along for the ride um but yeah, being home and home the whole time and just kind of figuring out what schooling looks like for Emily and Ethan was kind of on the cusp of whether or not he could have started uh, preschool last year and we chose not to. So we've kind of forced him into, you know, Emily's little lessons. We tried to keep up with her as she's starting kindergarten in the fall now. And um, yeah, just doing a lot of juggling. Very cool. Did you do the, the drive-through graduation last we, week? We, we sure did. Yep. Yeah, how'd that go? Definitely, it was so sweet. I mean, we have loved Tender Shepherd Preschool. I know before we even had kids, we were so excited to send the kids there. Um, and it is just such a sweet, sweet school with teachers that just love the kids. And, you know, it was emotional going through that. And I like kept my sunglasses on and was just crying. I think, <laughs> you know, it's such a silly thing knowing that there's just, there's kids that are going through harder situations like missing high school graduation and you know my brother-in-law missing his college graduation but it was something about not having that closure of like preschool moving on kind of to kindergarten that was a little right. more emotional for me than I expected. <laughs> so Amy you have is Emma in this would she be in the sixth grade? Yeah she's in sixth grade this year. And then uh, Jack fourth He's grade? A, I have a fourth grader a third grader and a kindergartner. And a kindergartner. So, man, you were like dropping them off at school one day and yeah. not dropping them off the next day, huh? Yeah. Did, tell us about that. How'd that go? Well, I also stay at home. So, I'm used to being at home with my kindergartner at least half the day. Um, and then my others, you know, when they get home from school, we do snacks, we do piano lessons, gymnastics, whatever. So, um, I, it's just, I, and it's funny because I've been in the past couple years I've been thinking how much I miss them while they're at school especially my 12 year old because I feel like she's just growing up just so fast so it's really been nice having them I mean I say that now but like sometimes I'm pulling my hair out but really it's nice having them around and I get to see like what they're working on and I get to be a part of it it is definitely difficult juggling the, all the different levels and the lessons but before I stayed at home, I was a special ed teacher. So my classrooms were people doing different lessons all at the same time anyway. So I love it. Um, the teaching part I love is the parenting part, like repeating myself 50,000 times. I don't really love that. <laughs> but um, I do really enjoy having them here. I, um, it was a lot of work getting everybody set up for the first time to do school and getting into those routines of school. Um, 
but overall I think it's going well. I think that, you know, I'm in a unique situation because I normally stayed home and um, we have the resources that we need as far as like technology to get the kids going. Um, but yeah, it's going well and I feel really blessed just to have this time with them. As you guys have interacted with friends um, uh, going through this, what have been some of the concerns that your friends have uh, have shared with you or maybe some uh, tensions and stress levels that wouldn't have been here um, pre-COVID? Yeah, I think for me, um, just I think there's a lot of different stresses that can come with, you know, um, the kids kind of being all together, not used to being together, kind of relearning what that looks like. And, you know, even as a mom, relearning, you know, what that looks like um, always together. But I think too, just, you know, I, I would agree with Amy in that for our family specifically, it's been, it has been kind of a sweet, a sweet time, a sweet time of family and, and being together. And I feel like the Lord's really showed us some some things that um, we don't think we'll take for granted again just slowness mm -hmm. that this season has brought um but i think just there can be tension when you know your family who's used to having natural breaks you know natural work breaks or just getting in the car and picking up a kid from preschool and using that time to listen to a podcast or you know any sort of leaving the house um but instead always being home and just the tensions of kind of relearning roles and you know you're working from home or does that mean you can help put Maddie down and you know that kind of stuff um but yeah I think just like learning new roles and um, what that looks like now mm -hmm. I think yeah we were talking just about kids but that's there are a lot of marriage situations as well where uh, a lot of tensions going on there with uh, uh, two parents working at home and juggling all that up so Amy what about you as you um as you talk to other people and, and uh, go through it yourself, what, what were some of the challenges? What are some of the challenges that you feel you, you're, you're facing during this time? I think a lot of parents are really stressed by homeschooling their children, or at least trying to get through the school's curriculum with their children um, while doing their jobs from home. Um, I think that's, it. I've, I've heard like two different approaches essentially, parents that are completely hands off with the educational piece and just leave it up to the kid and say like, you know, if they get it done, they get it done. If they don't, they don't. And then other parents that are stressed trying to cover both their, their jobs and also their, their children's um, educational expectations. Mm -hmm. So in some marriage stuff too, you know, like friends will just make little comments, but in, and I know they're just made in jest, but I think there's something underlying there that we're all with our spouses more than we're used to. Right. And we're not getting as much social socialization outside of our marriage as we used to. So I think that there's some truth to that. How do you think that impacts a marriage and a family? I know that, um, Allison, I mean, you would drop off Emily and you'd interact with, you know, uh, people there at the preschool. And um, I'm sure you had other interactions during the day. Uh, you're, you guys were both really, really busy, COVID or not, right? So... Uh, and then Amy, you, uh, I'm sure, had interaction with uh, uh, parents um, of your kids and our friends and, and families at the school. And now that kind of just um, got on hold a little bit. I mean, it's digital, but it's not the same. So uh, talk about that a little bit. There's a social aspect of uh, maybe what you've missed or what you felt uh, going through these last eight or nine weeks. 
Yeah, I will say, you know, my husband and I, we've talked a lot of just like, wow, this has been a really sweet time. But, you know, what's been the hardest has been, you know, missing our church friends and our church family. And, um, you know, it's like, I've always said, you know, church is more than a building. And, you know, it's like, I've known that in my heart, but I feel like this time has really shown what that looks like. Um, and just being separated from our church that we love so much and the people that we love seeing every week in life group and Wednesday night and Sunday mornings and um, just having to get a little creative with, you know, our life group on FaceTime calls. And um, I took some girls, we did the little U version Bible app has a little, you can do a plan together and have a chat section through it. So each morning we were kind of chatting through that and sharing prayer requests in the morning, kind of getting the day started like that. So just having to get creative, but, um, you know, just using this time as a different way to really connect while being apart. You guys are at the Washington campus, so you've had a, uh, a, a lot of opportunity to meet a lot of people there. That's yeah. a great campus. Uh, so has your, has your um, life group met online? Yeah. Yeah, we've been doing that. And we used to do every other week and um, kind of on the off weeks have like a girls night or a guys night. But we've just kind of been doing a study each week because we're free, you know, every night and <laughs> it's easy to do that. And um, it's been it's been good. That's great. Amy, talk about the social aspect of it um, that you've experienced. Well, it's interesting because um, I'm the PTO president for my children's school. And so I'm used to interacting with the other parents quite a bit. Um, so what I think is a little strange is that, I don't know if strange is the right word, but with the, with the parents at school, I'm not always sure where they stand on either social issues or, or how they might feel about something. Um, but a lot of my other interaction comes from people with, at church. Like we're doing a lot of BBS planning right now. And so that's been another big thing. And I always know where they stand and that there's never any doubt in my mind that we all have a common goal and we're all, um, you know, trying to reach out and share the gospel with kids. And so I guess like having that clarity there in those type of social situations, it's just really relieving because on, on the flip side, when I'm, I'm talking to parents that I don't know that well, it's, I don't know. I feel like you just have to tread lightly. And I just, I don't like that, like confusion sort of. Mm -hmm. So I like being, I like, it's just better to socialize with the people from church right now because I just know where we're all like, like-minded. Mm -hmm. Amy, have you been able to uh, get on the uh, Zoom call, life group, different things? And are, are you involved in planning VBS? So that changed up a good bit too. That did change up a lot. Yeah. And so those calls have just been really great just to connect and, um, say like well you know the future is uncertain we don't know what it holds but we know that god's got it and uh, we're going to do our best to plan to prepare to you know take the gospel out to the community mm -hmm. so that's been uh, really nice are you excited about uh, the possibility of the backyard uh, neighborhood uh, vbs i am i think it's really cool um i think that people will really be receptive to it and that's what that's what we keep praying for is that we will be, still be able to do that um, in some way. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So if you guys uh, think through over these weeks, what would you say uh, from a spiritual standpoint, what would you say God has taught you or is teaching you? What, what are some spiritual lessons that 
that you've learned? It doesn't have to be uh, parenting in specific, just uh, marriage or, or as a as a woman, as a, as a young woman, as a, as a mom, as a, a, a wife, what has God been teaching you? Um, for me, I feel like, you know, when you're stripped down from just about all normalcy in life, it's a really revealing time. And I feel like there's been a lot of sin and just kind of um, idols of the heart that have been revealed and just taking that time to process it and, you know, not kind of tuck it under the rug and kind of blame it on, this situation, which I feel like could be easy to do, but kind of face it head on and lean into the Lord. Just, um, I feel like, you know, I learned early on how, you know, I had a choice of how I could kind of respond to the situation. I could respond out of fear and complaining. And a lot of the ways that kind of like Amy said, you know, a lot of the ways I was hearing from the world, like just different influences saying like, this is going to be so hard. And, you know, the first week or two, I, I shared very much that same I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is going to be so hard. And, you know, the Lord has really softened my heart to this, this time of realizing what it could be and turning it into what it could be leaning on the spirit for everything from the out of responsibilities that this, you know, season has brought about to um, just kind of given my fear and my confessing my sins to the Lord and leaning on him to, to get through it. That's, that's the only way we're able to get through this is with his yeah. help. So we're going to talk about, uh, I think, I have to make sure I'm still thinking this way on Thursday when I write a sermon, but uh, Psalm 27 is talking about trust. And uh, I love what David says in 27.4, one thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He's talking about his spiritual life, but I love that one thing because this... Um, this, this is kind of, as you said, Allison, this has kind of carved some other things away from our lives and really simplified. Uh, I know at the church, we, uh, in, in this terrible time, it's almost, it's, it's in many ways been a gift because so many things we were doing, now we can say, okay, we don't have, we shouldn't be doing all those things. We can really focus in on what's really important. And I know in our lives, Lori and I, you know, it just gets simple. And so, you, you get back to what's what's really important. That one thing have I asked from the Lord that I can have that close relationship with Him. So I think it's great, Allison, regarding your spiritual life. And there's no there's no pirate games to go to. Nope. <laughs> there's no stadiums no around baseball. the world to go to. You have been to every major league baseball stadium. All but five. We still have five to go. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have plenty of time to to get those five in. Yes, we got about 20 of them done before we had kids and then slowed <laughs> down drastically after. <laughs> Do you have any plans for this summer for getting any of the ones you hadn't had? No, no, no plans this summer. You'll be the only two fans in the stands. Yep, <laughs> six feet apart. <laughs> Amy, what about you guys? You, uh, uh, you have these, uh, your, your kids at home, it's a different a time, as you said, thankfully. Your husband has been able to continue to work. So a lot of great blessings there and a lot of stuff going on in life too. So what's God been teaching you through this? Um, I guess just for one thing, uh, besides slowing down, I, um, that's been a huge lesson. Uh, but the other thing is just to be intentional with my day to say, um, and I just hear God's I, just speaking to me all day long. He's just reminding me of the verses and the promises that he's got for us. Just trust in him. Um, 
this is the day that the Lord has made. And I feel like if we set out every morning with our hearts focused on the right place, um, that our day is just, it's given to him already. Um, I've been, I feel like before this, my kids were always in a rush. We're trying to get to the bus stop. We're trying to get here, trying to get there. And so um, things like spiritual matters just get pushed to the side. And so I've really been encouraging them more to spend time um, in the word and doing a devotional. Because I feel like if they could nail that down as young people, that just, I mean, they can just avoid a lot of things in their lives. And they can direct their life more towards him from the beginning. Um, spending that time, being intentional about that, I think it's just, it's a, it's a way for us all to say like, well, what did you read this morning? What did you pray about? And, and on days that they don't want to do it, um, I can just encourage them. So I think just setting your heart on the Lord first thing in the morning and teaching them that has been really important. Mm -hmm. That's great. Amy, talk a little bit about, um, so you, you, you seem like a very intentional, organized person. Uh, you're from Texas. Did Tell me the truth. You really want to be from Oklahoma, don't you? No, I, I mean, I hate to tell you this. This is embarrassing. I was born in Louisiana. <laughs> so, okay. so I just say I'm from Texas because that's a step up. <laughs> Uh, that's good. That's good. Now, what about uh, Justin? Was he born? That's a that's a Texas name. Yeah, he was definitely born. He was born in Corsicana. So, um, yeah, he's just from South of Dallas and Texas born. Yep. That's great. So, um, uh, one day you send your kids to school and you've got plenty going on. You've got volunteer things going on. PTO, leader of the PTO. That's a big, that's a big job. And and then you wake up one day and all the kids are there. How long did it take you to kind of say, okay, we got we to gotta get into a little rhythm here. What, what are we going to so do? You're going to love this. Um, I am the mom that the next Monday I had books ready. I had lessons ready. I mean, we had a schedule. My kids, they were on a schedule from day one because I just think you have to not waste the days you're given. I don't know. They didn't really like it on cold days and I would say PE was outside. So like we would do PE inside. Um, I got like a little, like a little ping pong net. You just set the net on the table. And so like on, on some days we allowed that to be PE even though I don't really think it is. But um, I was the mom that on day one said, we're not wasting a day. So you not only had the, um, the solid curriculum, you had PE as well. Oh, we had it all. Yeah. And so whenever the school came out, like, cause we had a good month with nothing. And when the school came and said, okay, we're going to do distance learning. I was a little disappointed cause I liked my school, <laughs> but we do theirs now. So <laughs> did they, uh, did that go well as far? Did they like do, um, like zoom? Was it uh, computer learning, uh, uh, internet learning or, uh, books and, and worksheets that sent home? How did that work? Um, they're, well, so it's on an, a platform called Canvas. And so they meet with their teachers um, once a day, and then they have additional time that they can meet with their teacher. That's optional. Um, and then for the most part, reading, writing, and math are mandatory, and those lessons have to be turned in. 
Um, science and social studies are optional. Um, which, I mean, it's just usually watching a video or reading a book, um, but most of it's online. Mm -hmm. Tell me this, um, one thing that you have started during this COVID season that you're not going to stop. And you said, man, why weren't we doing that all along? But that's one thing we're not going to stop. What would that be? Allison, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think, I mean, something that we've started doing now, which it's kind of easy to do now because we're home a lot, but just having a plan time with each kid each day, each of us separately. So just kind of setting, kind of setting a timer and saying, Hey, this is mommy, Emily time. Like, what do you want to do? And, you know, sometimes it's 10 minutes. Sometimes we'll go for a bike ride on the trail. Um, and then kind of Mike and I will switch, you know, then it's me and Ethan and him with, with Emily. And so that's something that we have seen the fruit we saw right away. Um, just the way that our son responded to just being home in general and the first couple of weeks, we were just like, who is this kid? Like, he is just like, absolutely. When we asked him to do something and we were like, what's going on? And, um, you know, we've just really taken the time to realize the needs, you know, of each kid. And, you know, even though it's like, yeah, I'm home a lot with them, but it is, it's the drop-offs and it's in the car, out the car. And he's kind of been taken along for the ride so far. And just being home and having intentional time with my husband and I has, we've just seen such a difference in his behavior. And, um, I don't know. I think he's just getting that, that bucket filled of time, intentional time with each of us. So that's something that we've talked a lot about not wanting to stop once things get going again. That's great. That's great. Amy, what about you guys? What's the one thing that you say, man, we are, we are keeping this going. Well, <laughs> like everybody else, we've been baking way too much, but, um, my oldest, she's always loved to be in the kitchen, always loved cooking. But my middle two, they've really joined now, and um, they're getting excited about cooking. So I think it's fun having them in the kitchen. It usually makes a bigger mess, and it usually takes longer. But it's really just worth it having that time. And I feel like I'm teaching them a skill. So I think just us being in the kitchen together is really nice. That's great. That's great. Um, what do you guys think about coming back to church? What's that going to be like for families? So green phase is going and uh 300 ish uh people can come back gonna be a lot different um what do you think how, how do you how are you going to approach that are you gonna we won't have children's ministry at the beginning gonna have to phase that in because they don't kids don't know how to social distance very well uh but uh, what do you think what's it going to be like when, when you come back what do you uh, what's your expectation we want to meet we want to meet your all's expectations, so uh, lay it out for us. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I feel like we've talked about it a little bit, Mike and I, of just, you know, what we think it's going to look like. And ultimately, you know, I think we're just going to kind of take your guys' lead on it as you, you know, make the decisions for what you think is, you know, wise of getting us back. You know, Mike and I are both very anxious to be back to worship with our church family and just kind of, you know, the kids miss it and we miss it a lot. Um, but I think we're definitely just kind of waiting it out, seeing what's, what gets started. And like you said, without children's ministry, you know, not really knowing what that's going to look like and, you know, thankful for the online time, but definitely anxious to get back. Right, right. Well, Zeb's on our response team, so he's got Washington. All the campuses covered, but Washington's kind of close to his heart, too. So. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> 
How about you guys, Amy? What do you thought about coming back to this physical experience again? Well, we definitely miss being at church, but we found that we really like having breakfast on the couch while watching church. That's kind of fun. So, so uh, but we do really miss being there. And um, I mean, it'll, definitely it'll be tough without children's ministry, but uh, I guess my husband and I are just not really living in fear right now. And we feel like if it's safe and, uh, you know, we can go back, mm-hmm. we'll be excited to be back. Amy, I'd like to ask you about your uh, the baby you lost, if you don't mind talking. Yeah. Um, that's uh, kind of that 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 uh, hurt never goes away, does it? No. Yeah. In fact, um, sometimes my youngest son will bring him up. He'll say, you know, what about that baby that passed away? And and I'll say, well, you have a brother in heaven already. He's already met Jesus, and so mm-hmm. cool because when you get to heaven, you're going to meet him, and um, it the kids understand as much as kids can. Um, but we're pretty open. We talk about it with them. Mm -hmm. Did you know, uh, during your pregnancy, there were some challenges? I did. Um, it wasn't, um, the complication was not supposed to be anything that, um, we would have to worry about. It wasn't supposed to be anything serious. Um, but you just never know. And I feel like every, every pregnancy is a miracle and, not that I took it for granted before that, but I'd had three healthy pregnancies with no complications. And so I guess it just didn't, it wasn't really something that I was thinking about or considering. Um, but it definitely affected that pregnancy and the one after, um, just because when Jace, I had the same complication with Jace. And so I just, I don't know, when he was born, I just looked at him like, like a, just a whole new miracle. That's great. That's great. There are moms listening. What would you guys, how would you encourage uh, those who are listening? Um, some of them uh, are, are like you guys, it's, it's a great time. You've really enjoyed uh, what you've learned and uh, being with the kids. And, um, you know, things have been um, in, a, in, a, in a crazy time. I'll use the word unprecedented. I, Maria doesn't let me use the word unprecedented because I, I've used it so much. She comes up with all the synonyms for unprecedented, but extra in this extraordinary time. How's that? Miranda? I wanted you to say extraordinary though. <laughs> <laughs> Is it extraordinary or extraordinary? I guess it depends. In Oklahoma, it was extraordinary. Is it extraordinary? It's extraordinary that we've let you stay here. Oh, for yeah. long. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> How would you say that word, Allison? Extraordinary. Extraordinary? Mm-hmm. Extraordinary? Extraordinary. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, encourage moms. Some of them are going through challenging times. Uh, you know, they've, they've had to homeschool and it's been, it's been rough. Uh, maybe they uh, have a job and so they've had to, you know, do all, do all the homeschooling and everything else, share responsibilities with their husband and then, you know, do the work at the end of a day or just catch up times. Um, how would you, uh, how would you encourage them? Um, I mean, I would just say not to neglect spending time with the Lord, you know, like Amy mentioned every day, getting in the word and praying and just letting the truth of the gospel, you know, shape the way that you serve your family through this. I feel like, you know, just the way we serve our family, um, 
you know, our kids are watching and I feel like they're, they're kind of seeing how we're reacting to the situation, just like our neighbors and our friends are watching. And I feel like it's just important for them to know that in this time and no matter what, you know, we're still digging into the word and we're, we still, we need Jesus and we need him every minute of every day. And when I, when I snap out and, you know, react to my kids in anger and I can say like, I'm sorry, and I need Jesus just like you do. And just really letting the gospel transform the way I, I serve my family. That's great. We've always been saying, we've said for years that, uh, you know, the home is the hub of worship and the home is the hub of discipleship. And now we're experiencing that, you know, because it, it really is. That's something as a church, we don't want to, we don't want to lose. We don't want to go back on that. Uh, what you guys are doing now with your kids every day is, uh, is what we need to be doing. And you've been doing that before COVID, but uh, it's great that it gets emphasized during this time. Um, Amy, what about you? How, what would you share with uh, some moms listening, going through um, pretty pretty stressed out at this point? Um, I, I, there's some verses that I just go back to over and over again. And one of these, um, it comes from my disciple nowadays when I was in a youth group. And um, it's Acts 20, 24, and it says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And I feel like that verse just speaks to me and reminds me that when times are tough and the days feel long and it feels like there's no end in sight, that that's my task is just to keep going and finish the race and um, just stay true to what God has called me to do. Great. Great. Uh, Allison, do you have a, do you have a go-to verse that uh, kind of is your, uh, is the one that God keeps popping back in your mind when uh, you said, when you snap out, and I can't ever imagine you snapping out, but uh, maybe it happened once. And then God put that verse in your head. Oh, man. Verse that comes to my head. I mean, I feel like for this specific time, you know, I've, I've actually been just really studying Romans 8 and starting to memorize that first chunk of Romans 8 of just there's mm -hmm. no condemnation um, for us in Jesus. And just what that looks like, you know, like I said, I'm a sinner, but I, I have the spirit, the living God dwelling in me. And um, what that looks like for how I get to interact with my kids and just how I get to live my life differently. Cause I am not of the flesh. I'm of the spirit. And um, so just kind of that whole Romans eight and, you know, Romans eight twenty eight, especially in this time, we know that God is working for his glory and for good to those who love him and might not be what I think is good or the best plan or why are we in the middle of this pandemic, you know, but it's, it's ultimately for his good and his glory. So. That's great. In two weeks, Dave and I are going to do a little team teaching thing on uh, Romans 6 through 8 and talk about spiritual identity. So uh, that's um, every passage of the Bible is inspired and great. And that's such a rich section, uh, 6 through 8, just our, uh, our life in Christ and the struggles that we have. And yet there is no condemnation and the Spirit empowers us to do everything God's calling us to do. So very cool. Very cool. Is there anything else you guys would like to would like to share since uh, you are um, speaking to every mom who's listening to this thing? Anything you want to share? Um, for me, I'll just kind of give a little um, 
tidbit of kind of just what I've been learning with my husband working from home, because I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat. And, you know, I just feel like it's really been, I'm really just thankful for the opportunity to see him working. And, you know, he's in his office all day. Um, but just being able to hear him in a work setting on conversations, leading his team well, and um, it's been eye opening experience for me to kind of see him that way and respect him in a new way um, for that. You know, when we started the situation, we were kind of not sure how we were going to handle like me having to do some work, me with the kids, him doing work and um, what that was going to look like. But it's, it's really turned out to be a blessing to see just how hard he does work. And even sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I was going to work, you know, um, but just seeing he, he really has been working hard. So I think, I think that, and um, just ultimately, you know, again, what the Lord's been showing me through this time is that we weren't, you know, meant to live for this world only, you know, and we can have our eyes fixed on eternity through this time. And um, I feel like this time has just really emphasized, you know, what we know to be true, that our hope is in Christ alone. And kind of like Amy said, our eyes fixed on, on that end, that, um, that end. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. Amy, how about you? Anything that you would like to share to those listening? I guess I would just say that even whenever life is rough, life is hard, um, it always just goes back to God's in control. Nothing's impossible with him. The situation we're in may feel overwhelming, but we can ask for his help any minute of the day. He's always there for us. He never leaves our side, even in the darkest times, in the, in the most uncertain times, whenever you look into the, like even a week into the future and you go, but how's that gonna work? How's that gonna happen? And you just know that God's there, he's got it. There's not a day he hasn't seen. So we don't have to worry. Yeah, that's great, that's great. All right, Allison and Amy, so what you guys have talked to the, the other moms listening, so talk to the dads the husbands, what is a piece of advice um, that you could give to them on how they could support their wives um, and their kids well through this time? Yeah, I think um, for us here, um, something that my husband has been doing that I just have really appreciated is taking the time to kind of say, you know, it's, I'm seeing you with the kids. You know, I don't usually get to see what this looks like day in and day out. And I, I see the tantrums more and I see that and just even that acknowledgement um, helps me realize like, you know, he, he kind of sees like similar to what I said about me seeing him, you know, just seeing um, what goes on day to day and just taking the chance at the end of the night to say like, you know, wow, I saw that. I saw how you handled that. Um, I guess one thing I really appreciate that my husband does is if I need space or like just peace and quiet at the end of the day. And I don't feel like, talking and like reliving everything that went on during the day, he is really good about just giving me the space that I need. Um, and then waiting patiently to talk later. You know, he doesn't come home and think that like, that I, that he's like another person that I need to kind of tend to right away. Like he's, he's good about like dealing with the kids and helping with bedtime and, um, you know, making sure chores have been done. And then if I need a little bit of space, he's really good about just letting me have that space and that quiet for a little while. We appreciate you guys taking the time to do this uh, and uh, speak from your heart. Thank you for uh, really being great examples of what it looks like to 
serve God as a uh, as his uh, as his child first, and then as a wife and as a mom. And uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Amy, I had one question for you. I think many, I know the answer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> how many? <laughs> We're going to do a closest without going over on this little Zoom call here, right? Closest without going over. How many backyard uh, VBS neighborhood VBSs will we have? Closest how many, without going How many host families? Yeah, how many will we have? Okay, are we including breakout? Um, <laughs> you know, Rebecca. I don't know, Rebecca said she. <laughs> Rebecca said she could guarantee three thousand kids coming to this thing. She didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I heard you said a hundred, so I'm gonna go with a hundred. Hundred backyards yeah. closest without going over. Okay. I might have gone over. <laughs> okay, Allison, what do, you, what do you say? I'll go eighty-eight. 88, not bad. Maria? 67. 67, 88. All right, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 89, and I'm going to hit right in that 100 today. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. What do we win when we win? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Starbucks card. What do you, what do you, what do you want, Amy? A jean jacket. I'm, <laughs> I think you should win. I'm team jean jacket. So I just want the, the winner to get a jean jacket. <laughs> like a Bible Chapel logo on it. <laughs> I felt pretty good about wearing mine. And then one guy, one of my friends said, oh, I saw you had a jean jacket. I have one. I've had one in my closet for 10 years. I thought, oh, great. I'm about 10 years behind on the style. So. <laughs> But jean I'll go with the jean jacket over Dave's letter jacket, bomber jacket, though. Yeah, that's a no. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. Lord, thanks again for this time uh, with Amy and with Allison. And I just pray, Lord, you'd continue to be with them, continue to give them uh, the spiritual strength that they need, the emotional strength and the physical strength uh, with, with demanding days. Uh, I pray that you would uh, help them to demonstrate to their kids what it uh, what it looks like to follow hard after Jesus and just <clears throat> be the the person along with their husbands and in their kids' lives where they can see um, what it looks like to go through challenging times, what it looks like to live through great blessing, what it looks like to to handle loss. I pray, Father, that. Uh, that you would just give them everything they need for this for this season. We thank you for them and uh, pray your continued blessing on their families in Christ's name. Well, that was a great uh, time with Allison and Amy, and and uh, it's just exciting to see what God is doing in their lives. And I know that that's the story of so many of you listening. Uh, you moms have used this time as as really a a, a time to to make sure that the the home is the hub of worship and the home is the hub of discipleship. That doesn't mean it's not challenging and that doesn't mean everything is done with perfection. Uh, but uh, to be able to demonstrate to your kids what it looks like to follow hard after Christ, even in the challenging times. And that's what uh, being a mom and a wife and a, and a woman of God is all about. So we thank you for joining us. Uh, be sure to join us next time on this Fresh Faith Podcast.